the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. We're back with Dr. Joel Wallach. We're talking about you and your health. Details again on the web at 860health.com. That's 860health.com. All right, back to more of your calls. We're going to go next to... uh, Kenneth in San Jose. Kenneth, thanks for holding. You're on Lifeline with Dr. Joel Wallach. Welcome. Yes. How are you doing, doctor? Fine, sir. How can we help you? Doing great. I'm, I'm actually driving, but my phone is uh, uh, its not going to keep me from uh, not paying attention to the road. But I wanted uh, a couple of questions. I have my wife here. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, good, uh, a good all-around supplement. Uh, I'm normally a healthy, pretty healthy guy. I eat eat healthy pretty much we just not get a chance to do a lot of exercise or really even walking because we we work so much we have a business and okay. so i want my wife to uh um uh, she uh she had contracted cancer the lord bless her she don't have it now but she's in a uh, maintenance program and she's having a lot of problems with her uh neuropathy neuropathy mm-hmm. is there anything that we can do um, okay, no. or okay, any stop. supplement that can help her with that Okay, stop. Now, the neuropathy, you're talking about burning and numbness and pain in her feet because of a, a low back problem? Um, or is it in her hand? Uh, no. Uh, feet. 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 Her feet. Her legs. Okay. And so, um, how much does she weigh? How much does your wife weigh? 190. Okay, and how tall is she? She's 5'7". Um, Okay. Yeah, five seven for a lady. I'd like to see her um, weigh maybe uh, one sixty, one fifty five, one sixty for a lady. So she's maybe uh, thirty pounds or so, thirty forty pounds overweight. And um, when you have neuropathies of the feet, you have degenerative disc disease um, in the back. And as the vertebrae get closer together, they smash the roots of the sciatic nerves in the lumbar area of the back, causing the pain to be found and burning and numbness in your toes and feet. And when she lays down, does this get better or worse? Uh, no, no, work. With COVID, not worse. I rub it down. I know the rubber, you know, feeding stuff down with, uh, got some type of, uh, oil. Okay, so, okay, no, so oil, when uh, she lays down, this, this neuropathy in her feet gets worse, okay? That, uh, that's called restless yeah. leg syndrome, okay? And it's very common. And so, first of all, you, you've asked me about six questions, so I'm going to start answering them here. Um, question number one is there a basic formula you can take? To prevent problems before you get problems. It's kind of like putting oil in your car before your engine burns up. Nobody waits. If you're a sane person, you don't wait until the engine burns up in your car to put oil in the car. You put oil in the car to prevent the engine from burning up. You do not put you do not put Texas dirt in your car. You don't put dirt from Texas in your car instead of oil to save money because you know there's bound to be some oil in there because that's dirt from Texas. You put oil in your car. Well, the same thing is true. You have to eat right. Stay away from all the bad foods, the fried foods, processed meats, oils, and glutens, wheat, bread, or oats. Stay away from sugar. you got to stay away from um, things like carbonated drink. All that stuff's got to go. Fried foods and so on. That's all got to go. And then we have a basic program. It's called the Healthy Start Pack. 
it actually has 248 nutrients in it, 90 of which we know uh, for a fact that they are essential nutrients. There's over 900 different diseases you can prevent and reverse using these uh, 90 essential nutrients. And so we recommend that people take the Healthy Start Pack, one per 100 pounds of body weight, even if they don't have a health fund. They just want to just guarantee of getting all 90 essential nutrients because you know it's problematic to find them in your food. So you're going to give yourself some insurance. You take one Healthy Start Pack per 100 pounds of body weight per month, and that's going to give you all the known essential nutrients. Now, when you have something like a history of some cancer, you want some antioxidants to actually support your immune system, okay? And so in addition to the Healthy Start Packs, um, for your wife, I would go ahead and have her take two Healthy Start Packs, okay? Full dose everything twice a day. I'd also have her get uh, three bottles of our Ultimate Selenium. So she could take three at breakfast, three at lunch, three at dinner time. Or take three of those bottles a month to pull that off. And they're particularly useful. Um, enormous amount of research. Post-cancer, pre-cancer, stop cancer, support immune system when you have cancer. And so selenium is a, a very, very important supplement here to add to the healthy start packs. Okay? And I have her take nine of those a day because she weighs 190. Now, to help her lose weight, we actually have a little bit of a supplement called Rev, R-E-V, it's a liquid dropper bottle. She could put a dropper full, not a drop, but a dropper full under her tongue, 30 minutes for each meal. That one bottle is going to last her a month because there's enough for three droppers full a day, one uh, 30 minutes for breakfast, one 30 minutes for lunch, one 30 minutes for dinner time. And after seven to ten days, she'll begin to lose a half a pound to two pounds a day. There might even be days where she'll lose three, four, five pounds in a day. This will all be very healthy because she's taking the 90 essential nutrients. And... Um, as long as she stays on her 90 essential nutrients, she'll never gain the weight back because being overweight is due to a deficiency of certain nutrients that are found in a certain class of nutrients, and these are, are no longer found in your food in optimal amounts in some cases. They're just not there at all. And so it's very common for people to have diabetes and cancer, heart disease, as well as being overweight. They all kind of go together, not because of genetics, but because the food we're consuming no longer has all these nutrients to prevent and reverse these problems. All right, that uh, that cover your questions there. Thank you, appreciate it. All right, thanks yeah. so much for your call. Let's see here. We got Dave time here before the break. Slip one more caller in. Let's go next to uh, David in San Leandro. David, call, let me mention by the way the website again. If you want to get more information about any of Doctor Wallach's uh, books, videos, or other supplements, you can get details at eight sixty health dot com. Eight six zero health dot com. Okay, David in San Leandro, you're up next. Come on in with your comment or question for Doctor Joel Wallach. Good evening. Thank you, Dr. Wallach. Uh, my question is a little easier. I just want to know if the eggs that you're saying we should be eating per, you know, however many per day, do they have to be like pasture-raised eggs or cage-free eggs or just your regular no. over-the-counter, you know, eggs? Yeah, see, I, see, I, don't, I don't mind the, the, the chicken being um, kept in a cage and laying eggs because the chicken in the cage is going to get all 90 essential nutrients, that alfalfa pellet. The one that is range fed where they're just out running around out in the pasture, you don't know how many minerals are in that pasture. And so it's going to be highly variable. When you get range-fed chickens laying eggs, you might have 12 minerals in the eggs in one from one chicken, and then if the eggs come from another state, you might get 22 minerals and so forth. And so uh, you're not likely to get all 60 you need, where the ones that are raised in a cage, even though they're a little bit crazy, okay, because behavioral problems, because they're locked up in a cage, they're getting all the 90 essential nutrients, so and which they pass on into that egg. 
And so those are the ones I like. I like the ones that come from caged chickens. All right, there's your answer. David, we appreciate so much your call. Uh, Dr. Wallach, I, I don't want to uh, be presumptive here, but can we, can we uh, presume for a moment we can take a little bit more of your time? Oh, please. Okay, uh, great. Time out. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, we're back to the conversation with Dr. Joel Wallach. Information, by the way, on the web at 860health.com. That's 860health.com. Let's head up next to one of my favorite parts of the Bay Area, Napa. We've got Eleanor on the line. Eleanor, thanks for your call. Come on in with your question for Dr. Joel Wallach. Yes, uh, I I don't fry anything in any oil. I just use uh, good, uh, how you say, uh, arrowhead water to cook my my vegetables in and steam them in. But I want to ask just three quick questions. One, I do take uh, 100% organic, uh, extra virgin olive oil, cold pressed. And like I say, I just use it straight from the bottle. Uh, is that a good olive oil? Well, there are no good olive oils. Because even olive oil oxidizes and turns into trans fats, heterocycamines, and acrylamides. The um, Mediterranean diet was actually a, um, a fraudulent, non-research bit of information that was perpetuated to sell a product um, and started out in two, excuse me, uh, 1901 as a smokeless um, synthetic uh, lubricant for diesel engines for German submarines. And after the, after the First World War, they converted it into soap. They couldn't sell the soap because everybody's making their own soap. So make a long story short, by the 1940s, they, convert, they sold the, the, this um, synthetic smokeless uh, lubricant for diesel engines for German submarines to Procter & Gamble here in the States, and they couldn't sell the soap either. So they converted it into a cooking chardonnay called Crisco. And they couldn't sell it because Grandma loved her lard, butter, cream, and eggs. That was 30 generations of grandmas before her. And so, just to make a long story short, Ms. Ansel Keys, who's the head of the Department of Medicine at uh, the uh, medical school uh, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, he was on the board of Procter & Gamble. He was also on the board of the American Heart Association. He brokered the deal by which Procter & Gamble gave the American Heart Association in 1952 $1.7 million, which is kind of chump change today for big institutions, but back then it was a lot of money, to endorse Crisco as a healthier way to eat. No research, no experiments, no studies in animals or people. Then um, he went to an advertising firm and said, how do we really sell this stuff? And they said, well, you got to demonize what Grandma was doing. And so they began to demonize cholesterol and saturated fat and get them to eat what they called, and again, this is fraudulent, the Mediterranean diet and olive oil. Okay, it turns out that that's the worst possible thing you can do is to cook an olive oil, to even use um, extra, extra, extra virgin, virgin, virgin olive oils as a salad dressing um, or so forth, or you're eating canned fish that are packed in oil, olive oil. These sorts of things will uh, result in plaque in your arteries because it's inflammation of the arteries uh, resulting from plaque from oxidized oils, particularly olive oil and coconut oil. And um, uh, it's just the opposite of what doctors have told people. When they came out with no, no, no cooking, you don't use it as a salad dressing, absolutely not, not at all. To oil, do you, do you recommend None. any oil at all? No, 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 no oil. No. Recommend. Okay, I like butter from whole milk, okay. Yeah, you want whole milk butter, and I like salted butter, 
Because the more salt, the more salt you use, the lower your blood pressure goes, which is just the opposite of what doctors say. The higher sodium you take in, the higher sodium you take in, the lower your blood pressure goes. And so you want to be sure to use salted butter. Organic butter. That's correct. Uh huh. And I get I get cage free vegetarian fed diet eggs. Uh, that should be good, shouldn't it? Well, I don't know. It depends on what the chickens are being supplemented with, okay? It's 100% uh, vegetarian diet. And no, but what are they being supplemented with? Because a 100% vegetarian diet is not going to have all the nutrients in it. So they have to give them some supplements, okay? And that's what I would do. I'd say, hey, if you're selling these eggs, I want to see what the chickens are being fed. I want to know what's the, what they're being supplemented with so I know it's coming through in the eggs. So because And you, you should be supplementing with a basic healthy start pack which has all 90 essential nutrients in it, 16 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 minutes, and 3 fatty acids. And then you can be a vegetarian. You can be a successful vegetarian as long as you stay away from gluten, wheat, brother, and oats. You stay away from oils. So the only fat you would suggest is, is a whole, whole butter fat. That's correct. Or, or from fat. whole milk. Okay, or butter. I actually have a CD. Personally? No, this is it. Okay. This is now. it. Oh, so 860health.com has all you, the rest of your information? That's correct. Okay, thank you. All right, You're thank welcome. you so much for the call, Lamar. I'll mention, by the way, either to the website at 860health.com or you can call, if you prefer, 650-733-9355. Okay, I think we've got time to at least squeeze one more call in here. Let's grab, uh, where are we going, Jarrell? Walnut Creek, is that right? Uh, no, we're going to San Carlos, a little closer to my home. Debbie, thanks so much for holding. Come on in with your question for Dr. Joel Wallach. Hi, Dr. Wallach. Hi. My name is Debbie, and I have a couple of questions for you. I have my niece, Devin, here with me, and she is um, 27 years old and currently um, suffering from vertigo. Um, okay. About Stop. Um, Stop. I just need to know, ago. what does she weigh? Uh, what's your weight? One sixty-five. Okay. Now, vertigo is, is can be called Meniere's disease. It can be called Wallach's vertigo. They named it after me when I figured out what causes it. It's actually caused by osteoporosis of the skull. And usually, people with osteoporosis of the skull, they can get receding gums. They can get loose teeth. They get t- uh, tinnitus or ringing in the ears. Uh, they get uh, vertigo. Uh, or feel like uh, motion sickness, and sometimes they'll be a little nausea with it. That's because. The vestibular branch of the eighth cranial nerve is being squeezed as it's formed and the brain comes out through the skull. When you have osteoporosis of the skull, to make, to sort of try and make up for the difference of not having enough minerals in your bone, all of your bones, including your skull bones and your jaw bones, will make more connective tissue, more bone matrices, actually kind of like the rebar of the bone. And the tunnels that these nerves are coming through, including the eighth cranial nerve, are filling up with this bone matrix, this rebar, and is squeezing those nerves and that's why you have vertigo and you might even have tinnitus or ringing in the ears. So your body weight, I would go ahead and take what we call two, uh, what we would call the uh, healthy bone and joint packs. Two healthy bone and joint packs. And I would go ahead and take a full dose of everything twice a day. You stay away from all the bad foods, the fried foods, processed meats, oils and glutens, wheat, brown around oats, no carbonated drinks. Stay away from sugar and um, two healthy bone and joint packs per month, a full dose of your breakfast and dinner. And they're going to give your niece the nutrients necessary for her to support and promote maintenance repair of her skull and her jaw. And um, in, in the healthy bone and joint pack, there's a jar, a wide mouth jar of what we call CM cream. It's an anti-inflammatory cream. 
she can put a quarter of a teaspoon in her ears in her morning when she wakes up with a Q-tip like she's trying to get wax out of her ears, and that'll help relieve the inflammation around the roots of those nerves. And oftentimes you get a, a significant reduction in the vertigo and ringing in the ears just by putting that CM cream in there. But it's going to take um, anywhere from six to eight weeks to support maintenance repair of that skull and the rest of the bones in her body because osteoporosis can go away. It's not a um, genetic thing. It's not a thing of aging because your niece is young, but it is osteoporosis of the skull, easily reversed. Okay? All right. That covered the question for you there, Debbie? It did. I have one other question, if I might ask. Sure, please. Uh, My mom is 79 years old, and she is suffering from uh, continuous E. coli infection as well as... um, having to urinate and she has to catheter herself because her bladder doesn't work properly. She's also a diabetic and she does do insulin and I, I can't get her off the Western medicine. Okay, how much does she weigh? She weighs about 150 pounds. She's very small, about five foot okay. one and a half. So she's five foot one and she weighs 150 pounds. Okay, now, does she have any, wait a minute, wait a minute, does she have any other issues? Does she have any skin problems, any eczema, dermatitis, psoriasis, or rosacea? No. She has okay, does she have any, okay, does she have any other things like um, high blood pressure, asthma, bronchitis, anything like that? No. Okay. All right. Well, I would go ahead and give her, um, let's see, two, because she has diabetes, she said, I would give her two of the healthy brain and heart packs per month, and then I would get the sweeties, and throw in the sweeties, get two bottles of sweeties, so she can take three of those twice a day. If she's on medication for her diabetes, what she can do is actually uh, take her fasting blood sugar in, in the morning before she medicates herself, and as the medication, or excuse me, as her blood sugar drops, and it will, she can reduce the medication as her doctor taught her to do. Now, the E. coli thing and the bladder thing, I want to get to that. Um, do you know if she's shrunken since she was in her 20s? Has she shrunk? Oh, yeah, any? Yeah, she used to be five two and a half, and now she's probably about five one. She's very small. So she's she's lost an inch and a half in height. Okay, so this chronic urinary thing and sort of this bladder thing, where she might get urgency, she might have um, uh, something where she's just constantly dribbling urine, or and the doctor will say she's got a UTI, urinary tract infection, she's got burning on urination. No, it's the back problem because when you you lose an inch and a half in height. What happens is, the, as the vertebrae get closer together, because the disc she got she got degenerative disc disease, and um, the degenerative disc disease um, allows the vertebrae to get closer together, and roots they smash the roots of these uh, sciatic nerves in her low back, and that's what's causing the bladder problem. It's not a bladder problem. It's not E. coli. Okay. It's a it's it's the yeah, nerves being squeezed to control the bladder. She also needs to get two uh, bottles of glucogel, so she takes fifteen of those a day and promote maintenance repair of cartilage, ligaments, tendons, connective tissue, disc between the vertebrae, bone matrix, and bone itself. Okay. All right, Debbie, thanks so much for your call. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. Dr. Wallach, you've been so gracious in in staying over more than an extra half hour here. We certainly appreciate your time and uh, hope we get a chance to spend some time with you again soon. Oh, we'd be honored, sir. Thank you so much, Craig. I just really appreciate uh, 
uh, being with you. You're just great. Your listeners are great. God bless you, and I know he loves you. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Wallach. I'll mention again for listeners, get more information available about Dr. Wallach's books, videos, and health supplements by going to 860health.com, 860health.com, or you can call 650-733-9355, or again at 860health.com. There's lots of books. There are video presentations up there, lots of more information, uh, detailed information, rather, in relationship to uh, hopefully the issue or health matter that you are um, faced with. All right. Our thanks to Dr. Joel Wallach for being with us on this segment of Lifeline. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. What has Frank Peretti been up to? He, the New York Times bestselling author of such favorites as This Present Darkness, Piercing the Darkness, The Oath, The Visitation. Well, Frank has been busy, and now he's back with a brand new novel entitled Illusion, already on the New York Times bestselling list. And Frank Peretti, is always great to have you on the program. Well, man, I am really glad to be with you. Thanks a lot. And delighted to have you back with yet another great, exciting novel. This one, kind of an interesting one, and I think one that, in reading through this, even though I think perhaps, Frank, a lot of us would consider your work as sort of a, a novels targeted toward adults, the aspect of magic that you bring into this new novel, I think, has got something for everybody. Oh, it's a, it's a really cool story. Um I keep imagining it like a movie. I, I can really see it as a family kind of movie, too. It's just got some great visuals and with all the magic tricks and the effects. And uh, the character's delightful, too. Hey, give us kind of an overview. And, of course, we never want to give away the plot. But as I understand it, um, you, you follow the life of a husband and wife team who suddenly, in a tragic car accident, the wife dies, or so we think. Or so we think, and Dane, this Dane and Mandy, they've been a magic act for 40 years, but they're separated. Of course, there's a terrible car wreck, and Mandy is supposedly killed. Dane retires, moves up to Idaho, gets a ranch, and he just kind of grieves his loss, wondering what in the world he's going to do, and he misses her so much. In the meantime, Mandy, who, well, we thought she was dead, but, bam, it's one of those uh, weird, mysterious science fiction kind of things that we don't know what in the world's happened. It's part of the mystery. She ends up as the 19-year-old girl she was back in 1970. And here she is in 2010. And uh, she thinks she's crazy. Everybody else does, too. She ends up in a mental ward for a while because here's this girl in 2010 thinking that she's from 1970. And, uh, well, she gets away from the mental ward and She's a magician by trade. She does magic tricks. She did from junior high and high school and was in talent shows and things. So she goes out on the sidewalk and starts doing magic tricks uh, for people, just trying to get a few tips to survive because she can't get a job or anything. Well, while she's out there on the sidewalk, she runs into this 60-year-old man who happens to be a pretty good magician himself. He begins to mentor her and tell her how to perform and how to uh, increase her skills and so forth, and so begins this relationship. But, of course, what you have here is Mandy, who thinks she's crazy because she thinks she's from 1970, and then you have Dane, who has just lost his wife and is grieving for his wife, and now he's looking at a girl who's the spitting image of the girl he met and fell in love with 40 years ago. And so 
now you have the mystery and the romance. All the games are wind up. And uh, so here we go. You know, what's fascinating about this, this journey, Frank, that you take us on inside the pages of Illusion that really, in many respects, sort of transcends time and space, something that ironically I think all of us have have dreamed of doing either for the pure fascination of it or maybe with the thought in mind of being able to go back and change our path or right some wrongs or or somehow be able to have a, an ultimate uh, better outcome uh, of the future. That's really interesting. Uh, it, that was part of what goes into this when I was writing the thing is going back over my life and, and the places I've been and how much things have changed over the years. Um, for instance, Mandy is suddenly in a world of cell phones and computers and uh, wireless networks. Uh, none of that stuff existed in 1970. And um, it's just amazing how fast things can change. And what would we have done differently? <laughs> when you start playing around with time, all kinds of questions come up. Oh, undoubtedly so. And then, of course, on top of that, you, you mix in this element of magic. Now, talk to me about that, because I've, I've got to imagine, just based on your, your previous bestsellers down through the years, which folks are all familiar with, going back to this present darkness and so forth, you obviously have a broad and very fertile mind, most of that concentrated in the supernatural and looking at, you know, what goes on in, in the other realm that, that we're all present in, um, and yet into this novel you fold in the fascination of magic. Was this something that attracted you, Frank, even as a kid? Yeah, I've always... Uh, I've never been a magician myself, but of course I always like a good magic act. And you can't beat a good magic act for uh, visual stuff. It can be very interesting to watch. And... Uh, I was dealing with... Um, Time warps and interdimensional travel and all kinds of really interesting things that, oh man, it works perfectly when you have a magician who suddenly, in Mandy's case, and just able to perform illusions that nobody can explain. And it all ties into the uh, mysterious scientific thing that's going on in the background and who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. It's a, it's a gradually building mystery. And so it's all organic to the story and highly visual and fun at the same time. And toward that degree, I mean, you don't approach this in the novel casually. I mean, you actually brought in a professional magician, I understand, to serve as kind of a consultant. So that as you're working at bringing the visual to life through words, you were really looking for a great degree of realism here, weren't you? Oh, my. That's what made it so much fun. Uh, doing all the research for this. Tony Brandt, he's a magician down in Orlando, Florida. He plays, uh, performs all the time at uh, a place called Wonderworks in Orlando, Florida. Wonderful Christian brother, and he is absolutely hilarious. Now, he's really funny. And he does some amazing illusions just uh, as a matter of riotous performance. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he spent a whole lot of time with me and gave me a whole list of books to read and uh, I bought magic tricks and I read books and I subscribed to Magic Magazine for two years and uh, it's really a fascinating field and I really respect these men and women who get into this field who are really good at what they do because it is hard. I tried wearing a couple magic tricks myself and made a fool myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a lot of practice to do what they do. 
And yet what's interesting about all of this is that even though we're watching magic and it takes us to a whole different realm that clearly uh, tricks our eyes, tricks our mind, that, that sense of what really isn't, but they're trying to convince us that it is, uh, there are some parallels to that in the spiritual realm, aren't there? Well, there's, yeah, the whole point of uh, illusion, like uh, Mandy and Dane spent their lives creating illusions and uh, entertaining people with the idea that, oh, they're seeing something that isn't really the way they think it is. Uh, at the same time, they're kind of trapped in a weird situation where they're actually part of an illusion themselves. And that speaks symbolically of our struggles here in the spiritual realm where we are trying to discern truth from error and often we are in a situation in our lives where we think, well, what does the scripture say? There is a way that seems right but the end thereof is death. Um, Deception can set in and we can think we're doing okay but things aren't the way we think they are. And of course, ironically, then in that regard, I guess the, the, the great master illusionist would be Satan himself uh, who, you know, from the very beginning there in the Garden of Eden, question hath God said, is it all that it really appears to be? Uh, and, and immediately to get our minds kind of thinking down a different track, that uh, we mix the, the differences between what is reality and what is fantasy, or maybe uh, more appropriately so in the spiritual dynamic, uh, what is good and what is evil. Well, exactly, and that's part of the, one of the themes of the illusion is Mandy is the one who's lost in this huge illusion where she doesn't know who she is or when or where she is doesn't and uh, it's part of the struggle for her to weave through all of this and uh, Dane as a type of Christ becomes her guiding light and if she just kind of keeps aiming for him and follows his counsel she gets through all this web of deception and so it's an interesting symbolism that runs through the book she's uh, like I said in the book she's like a salmon swimming up river she is going to get there and nothing's going to stop her and often that's exactly the way we are in our walk and our struggles and so forth we just have that goal of heaven in mind and with God to guide us and Jesus as our Lord and our wisdom, we we weave through it, you know, and we withstand all the deception and we finally get there. Ooh, that's, and, cool. that's a great thought. And, of course, one of the exciting things here, too, as much as we, we began talking about that sense that this is a journey inside the pages of illusion that, that sort of transcends time and space and, and something that we've all dreamed of doing when we can go in and manipulate things to change the outcome, where in real life, while we can't do that, uh, we we can change the outcome insofar as the end results. I think about man's separation from God based on our sin. And while there's no way to go back and undo the ways in which we have offended a holy and righteous God, there is a way that we can nevertheless escape, escape the penalty that we are due through the substitutionary work of Christ on the cross. Well, that is so precious. And you know, it's the grace of the Lord that follows us, the fact that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that we are, you know, I, I like to think of King David, you know, who stumbled in so many ways. It wasn't it wasn't just with Bathsheba, he, he, he was a man of clay like any of the rest of us, and yet he had a heart for God, and God recognized that, and always honored David as a man after his own heart. And uh, that's the kind of guy I want to be. I, I, I stumble in many ways, 
But I walk in the grace of God. I walk in the righteousness that's uh, that, that's mine in Christ. And, oh, man, when I get to the end of my life, I want the Lord to be able to say, Frank did a good job. He, <laughs> he messed up here and there, but you know what? He's a man after my own heart. Our conversation today with New York Times bestselling author Frank Peretti, the latest book entitled Illusion, now available at bookstores throughout the Bay Area as well as on Amazon.com. We'll take a brief time out and come back to more of our conversation with Frank Peretti as this edition of Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. And welcome back to Lifeline. Craig Roberts, along with our very special guest today, we are delighted, as always, to have New York Times best-selling author Frank Peretti join us on the program. This time around, we're talking about Frank's latest book, just newly released. You'll find it at bookstores throughout the Bay Area. You can also order it, of course, online. Recently made its way right up to the New York Times bestseller list, as we would have anticipated from Frank, the new book entitled Illusion. Interesting in this novel, as we were mentioning before the break, Frank, because you, you, you draw in a great deal of magic into the book and so there's that sense of escapism and yet some of the some of the strong realities that we have to deal with in life and and in that regard uh, very much like your previous best-selling novels where you've warned us of some of the the realities that we face particularly as believers whether we're dealing with the reality of the danger of, of, of the spread of new ageism in our society today or just the reality of the the spiritual warfare the spiritual minefield that we find ourselves in Oh, yeah. Uh, every book I've written, it you can almost trace where I've been in my walk with the Lord and the things that have concerned me that I felt I should write about. Uh, just check the books like The Darkness books, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness. Those were directly about spiritual warfare, addressing the encroachment of neo-paganism culture and how demonic... And, you know, demonic spirits and their influence can be a reality. When I wrote The Visitation, I was writing about our our questions, our doubts, our struggles with our faith that happen sometimes. And how we kind of want to have a Jesus of our own making who gives us what we want instead of making us take our vitamins and finish our dinner, <laughs> so to speak. Um, yeah, I, I wrote I, in this book, Illusion, I just wanted to write about the beauty of marriage and how God gave us marriage and, and a beautiful wife as such a wonderful symbolism of Jesus and his church. Um, it's a beautiful pattern. You mentioned earlier about a number of your films, Frank, that have made it to the big screen. I think of The Visitation, which was adapted for film back in 2006, others as well. Uh, kind of a, a passion of yours, as I recall, I think I read somewhere that you had studied film and screenwriting at UCLA. This new book it sounds like it's got tremendous potential to make it to the big screen and, and with a great degree of excitement, given um, all of the wonderful uh, magic that uh, takes place throughout the pages of Illusion. Well, this book would make an absolutely tremendous movie because it has all the right ingredients. It has adventure. It has a deep and wonderful, very meaningful romance in it. It'd be a great movie. It's a good movie for the family, too, uh, Good, feel good story. This is, you know, obviously a great reward for many authors to see their um, books eventually make it to the big screen. Even though there's sometimes frustration in the in the way in which things kind of lose something in the translation. 
For you, was this a passion from the very beginning? In other words, even when you sat down and wrote some of your early big bestsellers like This Present Darkness and and Piercing the Darkness to go back a better part of 20 years, was there an idea even behind uh, those books at the time that you'd hoped that they would make it to the big screen? And that, that dream kind of stayed with me even into my adult years. And so that was the way I was going. But, of course, that is such a very, very difficult and complicated business. God, in his divine plan, decided that uh, I should just be a novelist. And so that's what I'm doing today. Uh, well, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> And, of course, along the way, you, you get the pleasure once in a while of seeing one of your works to, in fact, to make it to the big screen. Now, when you are not busy uh, writing or adapting your books for the big screen, uh, do you still fiddle around with the banjo? I understand at one time you used to play uh, a pretty mean banjo in a bluegrass group. Well, I sure did. I played in a group called Northern Cross, and we were a band for nine and a half years. And Yeah, I played the banjo, and... Uh, well, I don't know. I listened to our CD, and I guess I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> now, does, now does, does Barbara still let you uh, break the banjo out once in a while and do that? Can you play it around the house okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just, I had it up this morning, as a matter of fact. I was trying to get back into shape again. I have another little gig coming up where I have to play, and so, man, i got to get it out of mothballs and get my fingers going again, so... That was a lot of fun getting that out. That's fun. That that's good. You know, it gives you a nice uh, nice break too from uh, from the writing and and something that you obviously have a joy and passion for. Uh, you are um, kind of a native to the Pacific Northwest, as I recall, and you're still living up in Idaho, aren't you? Right. Yeah, I'm up in the Idaho Panhandle. Um, if you have any idea, you can see Cord Lane or Kellogg on the map. I'm up in that neck of the woods. Nice part of the country, and, uh, you know, you're not too far away from the action if you want it, and yet uh, a great way to get away in God's country and, and uh, be amongst the, uh, the tall ones, as they say. Oh, yeah, well, it's real pretty right now. We're finally getting into springtime, and, uh, boy, I can look out my window here and see snow-capped mountains, and then there's forest, and there's a river down below the house that's running real high now because the snow's melting. So. That's, a, that's a great inspiration, isn't it, for a writer, to have that kind of a, an environment in which to, to uh, be able to sit down and kind of uh, commune with God and nature and then uh, let the creative juices flow, isn't it? Well, there's such a wonderful feeling of serenity here, and just to walk out and hear the birds singing, and right now the, the blossoms are bursting out, and ooh, man, they're pretty. So it's a continual show out there. The Lord's always doing something. What's, um, what's anything in the works coming up now that you've got this one to press and already uh, made it to the New York Times bestseller list? Uh, do authors... Uh, think that far ahead. Uh, what do you look for when you say, okay, time to sit down and start putting another one down on paper? Well, what I do, what I'm doing right now, is I'm just doing a lot of listening and thinking and praying and sorting things out. I'm exploring the church and its history and where it is now and where it's going. And I have some questions I'd like to grapple with and try to figure out. And I, I, I try to discern the mind of God in terms of what he wants me to write about. So it's not just it's not just necessarily spontaneous whatever hits the top of your mind. I mean, in the end, there is a theme here in the sense that you want your readers to walk away both having been entertained and hopefully to get them to ask a lot of the right questions in, in, in the realm toward where the Lord would want us to be thinking. Yeah, that's right. I, I view myself as, uh, I guess I'm a builder 
and an equipper. I try to feed and equip and build the body of Christ and just keep them thinking, keep them growing. And I do that through stories, just the way Jesus did. Yeah, good example, and, and and obviously a wonderful way to illustrate because it, it takes us into a realm that we can all either escape to or relate to, and at the very least put us into that place where we start thinking and praying um, and, and hopefully really being earnest about uh, seeking after God. In the end, Frank, for those that are going to go run out and pick up a copy of your new book, Illusion, what do you hope that they take away from this particular book? Well, I think it's best said that there's a guy wrote to me on Facebook, and he read the book, and he was married to his wife for 31 years. Well, he still is. <laughs> but he said, you know, I already enjoyed your book. And he, he named his wife, and she, her name is Tammy. And he said, you know, your book helped me to really appreciate my wife all the more. And I thought to myself, well, now there's somebody who really got the point of this book. <laughs> so is there, a, is there a big part of you and Barbara in this book? I mean, is there a lot of inspiration taken from your own relationship inside the pages of Illusion? Most certainly. I mean, we don't have the same story as Dave and Mandy do, but the emotions, the love, the uh, devotion is still there. And there are a few little snapshots of Barb in there that I borrowed from our real life, and I gave those to Mandy. So... Yeah, I, I drew upon our relationship and my own feelings uh, and my own reflections of my love for her when I wrote this book. Does she get a, a chance to see that? In other words, before you say, okay, honey, I'm, I'm sending the manuscript off, does she get a chance to set eyes to that so she can kind of pass, to, pass the official approval? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's the first one who gets a chance to read it. Actually, I read it to her as we're lying in bed there before we turn the lights off. If I've got a new chapter, I'll, I'll read it to her. And, uh, <laughs> is there a sense, Frank, uh, that as you do so, if Barbara gives thumbs up, you know that you're heading in the right direction? Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's times when she'll say, uh, she'll say if she doesn't get something or something went by her, then that helps me to fix it, too, and make sure that it works. And especially, you know, especially when one of my characters is a woman. Um, it's very helpful for me, a guy, to have a woman reading and hearing this to help me uh, stand track as to how a woman deals with problems in life and how she thinks and what's important to her. Absolutely. And, and then what yeah. a great way to not only celebrate your own relationship, but then, as you say, when somebody is uh, emailing you or writing you to say, gee, Frank, the new book really helped me in my marriage relationship. Uh, what a delightful outcome. I know that in the end, it's got to be the heart's desire of every novelist like yourself, not only to entertain people, but to challenge them. And if somebody can grow and learn from a, a book like Illusion, even more so than it worth all the effort. Exactly. Yeah, I, I need to know that I'm making a difference out there. So it means a lot when people write or they come up to me and, and tell me what how the books have touched their lives. That's what makes the whole business worthwhile. That's what keeps me doing it. And clearly for all the millions that have gone out and picked up copies of your books down through the years, uh, Frank, you're making a difference and you're bringing a great deal of joy to all of us. And uh, no doubt readers of the new book will feel the same. Already on the New York Times bestseller list, the book Illusion, its author, our guest on this edition of Lifeline, Frank Peretti. Frank, is always a delight to have you on the show. Thanks for dropping by to visit. My privilege and an honor, too. Thank you very much. 
Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to kfax.com. That's kfax.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time round, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.